Welcome to Karate in the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Woff. It's kickstart, man, for the 18th. Jesus. We'd already recorded the episode that's coming out this Thursday. Yeah. Before we realized that it's episode 100 when that releases. 100. 100. Remember the joke that we made? We're like going, hey, man, we're going to have David Fincher on the show for episode 100, which. Yeah. (laughs) If we released once a week, like we were going to. By the way, we're coming up on two years of recording our test. Like in two yeah, no weeks. Doubt. Isn't that weird? That is crazy. Um, and we didn't release anything until August because we couldn't figure out a way of doing the show while you were on location. And well, obviously. Well, we figured it out we now. We figured it out now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what, that was the genesis of doing these kickstarts was well, we figured out a way of just kind of making things work while you're remote. And uh, it, it was a hassle. Not a hassle, but it was, it took some extra effort, but. And that we didn't want to lose connection with the audience once we launched in August of 2019. So this was kind of filling in the gap. And then, of course, the pandemic kind of forced our hand like, oh, shit. The sad thing is, is the service that we use right now to work remotely has been has been available like even long before we even started the podcast, which I thought was pretty funny. But Well, it's funny, though, because I feel like with the bugs that it still has, I can't imagine like two years ago we would have fucking been like fuck this dude i gotta tell you so funny because you're talking about bugs and you took a hit (laughs) yeah of course (laughs) don't leave that in there that was awesome they're listening again we're gonna do that rare thing we're gonna talk about what what we have coming up on thursday we have the the hughes brothers dead presidents yeah man dead presidents and how i propose it is the inaugurations this week too it's funny how things work out yeah But you're going to hear us gush over this movie. And we, we, you know, since we changed the format of the movie episodes, we've been trying to limit our conversations to 45 to 50 minutes. So by when it's all trimmed down and nice and tidy, it's about 40, 45 minutes. That one runs 54 and some change, almost 55 minutes because we I feel can't like stop we could have, talking about it. Right. I feel like we could have gone on for an hour, another hour. Yeah. You'll, at least. Again, we, we won't gush over our gushing, but it really right. is just... It's it's a fantastic movie, and we thought we both agreed that this might be our favorite, or at least in our top three, at least for me anyway, of episodes that we've done. And it just so happened to be as far as releases go, uh, episode one hundred, yeah, a milestone, or right. I feel like it's also the reason it's uh, such a good episode is because we both really love the movie. Yeah, and what's not to love? You'll you'll hear it all on Thursday, man. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely decided, you know, Thursday was a good day to release it. It was funny, too, because we didn't talk at all about the movie. We've, we're, we're kind of, we've done that. We usually do that. We kind of like text each other like, hey, I didn't know this. Hey, I didn't know that. And then other than the aspect ratio thing, we didn't communicate at all about the movie before we talked about it. I mean, that's why we do the show is that there was like, this is one of those episodes and you're going to, again, we every bullet point that you make and every bullet point that I make, either we had that one just sitting next to us ready to throw it out there ourselves or I mean we, there, there's no disagreement whatsoever I mean it was always just things that we everything that we talk about is just we share with the, with the same enthusiasm there's like uh again you'll, you'll hear it you'll hear it it's just yeah, one of yeah those, totally it's, let's, it's such let's a, say no more and yeah. let the people let the people judge <laughs> I've I don't other than their first episode I don't think I've listened to any of the other episodes more than I have this one prior to a release and uh, it really is. This is why we don't talk about our releases beforehand, because <laughs> we just end up talking about we're commenting on our commentaries. Yeah. 
Oh, shit. With the Willy's Wonderland trailer came out. Yes, man. They, you saw that. I sent you the trailer. Yes. Oh, my gosh. You know, where, it, that, you know, where, you know where that's going. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So, episode 100 on Thursday. And enjoy that shit. If you, yeah. by the way, if you are a Patreon supporter, you got it yesterday. So, there. Yes. Go. So, if you did get it yesterday, well, listen to it again on Thursday because it'll be, it's that good. <laughs> uh, and I, I think in, what was it? Was it the underwater episode that I mentioned the new music for the opening, right? Is it that one? Yeah. If you guys noticed, there isn't one yet. <laughs> I'm having licensing issues with, with my music, not, not like, like publishing licensing type issues. Like people hit like from sampling, it's licensing issues for the software that I've, that I own and just trying to get work with the manufacturer and getting that stuff straightened out. So it may or may not be at the front of dead presidents initially. I'm hoping to go back and put them at the front of the other, the older episodes. So when we go on Spotify, yes, we'll be on Spotify soon. It's another reason why Rhett's didn't delay because we didn't want to do more than one episode or one update for the uh, other episodes once we uh, change the music. Right. Spotify coming soon, but we'll let you know when that's up. We will let you know. We'll plug the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. And we have some fact checking to do on ourselves from Dead Presidents, but we won't say anything until uh, next week because it it may ruin the episode for you. Yes. We'll do it later. It's, I'm a little late to the party on Imprint. You brought up Imprint before, and I've been scanning their Instagram site, their Instagram page for a while, and it, Dude, they got some stellar titles and we've been trying to be good about not covering things too far in advance as far as uh, movie titles that are coming up. But I couldn't help but get overly excited for what they have coming on February 24th. Now, this got announced Thanksgiving weekend. Again, I'm new to the party for them. But, dude, they've got Kurt Russell and Breakdown. They have their bridge, uh, Bridges of Tokori. Oh, they have Bobby Duvall's The Apostle coming on the same day. And... Oh, so the original Bad News Bears and Black Sunday, dude. Yeah, dude. I love Black Sunday. Black Sunday. So is, is this is that the Frankenheimer Black yes, Sunday? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. That, dude, I love that movie. I remember when I was a kid, I was like, you know, I was terrified. I was like, every time I saw a blimp <laughs> <laughs> at a sporting event, I'm like, oh fuck. It's right? today. Easy to do that. I was I was surprised because you know, they have um they have some stuff coming on the 17th of February also. So surprised they didn't stick it with that group. You know, something closer to Super Bowl being played, which is the first Sunday, February 7th. It's, yeah, it's the 7th. Yeah, because Valentine's Day is the 14th, because that's not going to work for anybody. Can, can you imagine? No. Can you imagine the IRE? No. <laughs> Good Lord. No, Home don't do that. Business. Obviously, Bad News Bears was in 76, and Black Sunday was just the next year. And I didn't see it until Black Sunday. I didn't see it until maybe I was in my teens. Um, but I always remember the trailer and the TV ads that that ominous shot of the blimp just coming over the stadium, which is of course the cover and the one sheet. But the Bad News Bears one has the 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 OG who's the Mad TV and Mad TV is something. Who's the Mad Magazine illustrator that did that? Mort Drucker. Drucker. Drucker is the one that did did the um, well. He Maybe did the closer. American Graffiti one sheet as well. Right. Oh, yeah, he was kind of in demand. And he I think passed he did, away April of last year, dude. I think he did take this job and shove it too. Yeah, he was in demand. Kind of like how Struzan and and John Very Alvin so. were in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, that was that was more Drucker back in the seventies, man. Almost everything. Gosh, dude, he was so good. 
Oh man. See, and Mad Magazine was like that. That was like people were talking about, oh, I'll get your nudie mags, right? Get your Playboy, your penthouse, your hustler. Mad Magazine was as much part of our, our you know, our preteen, teenage oh, years yeah. as, as anything. And, uh, Dude, mad and cracked. Yep. Mad and cracked. And cracked was always looking like the, you know, the stepbrother. People treat like a redheaded stepchild, yeah. but I actually, cracked but had some dude, really fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, they had it. some fantastic writers. Because, you know, you, you, with Mad Magazine, you, you, it was definitely a. It's like Saturday Night Live versus Fridays. And then later on, ironically, Mad TV. Look at how I did that. Yeah. Woo. But the difference, of course, you know, Mad TV. And I mean, Fridays, correct me if I'm wrong, was, was, it, was Fridays more an SNL thing or more Mad TV thing? It's been a long time. Uh, it, w- it was more like SNL, but they, you know, but because they had the music guests, the whole deal. The music but guests I always, always like, were so much better. Yeah, totally. The music guests on Fridays were fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Like, you know, it was all the bands I loved at the time, you know, so. You know, and Fridays, I felt like Fridays was a little looser. I mean, not that Saturday Night Live wasn't great then and loose, but Fridays was fucking off the rails. (laughs) There's a reason why it didn't last as long. I think that uh, there must have been mountains of magical white powder somewhere just out of the fucking shot of the camera. But, you know, it was so much fun. I'm going to no. include, I'm going to include a a performance from Devo when they were on Fridays. And it was like one of my favorite things that, that I come across from old Friday's clips on, on YouTube. I'll put that in there. Cause it's. Yeah, dude, every, any, any musical appearance by any group on Fridays is definitely worth fucking watching. Yeah. You just, you know, you're going to go down a rabbit hole. Um, also speaking of live performances a year ago, just about a year ago, actually more than a year ago now on Stephen Colbert, you know, the artist, the weekend, you know, you don't have to, you, I know you're not into that kind of music, but he did a song from his um, album that had hadn't come out yet and a song called Heartless, but they did, he didn't just perform on the stage like everybody else. They did this whole thing where they had moving sets and everything downstairs from the studio. Did you ever see when the Beastie Boys did that performance where they started on the street when they're on Letterman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like where they, they just let them kind of let, they let Abel, you know, with the weekend do something really special. I'll include in the show notes and I'll send it to you in a little bit. It's so good. You, I mean, again, you don't have to be into the song. You just have to recognize they didn't, they actually were willing to just have fun with it and not just be a standard come up on stage in front of the crowd, like everybody else kind of thing. And they let him just be super creative, which is what he did the entire year last year with all of his releases. Now it had a lot to do with, with COVID. So almost every live performance he did was outside somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Lots of LA, you know, out, you know, uh, LA shots out on the bridges and stuff near, uh, very Peter Gabriel of him. Yes. Well, yeah, not much of a choice. The ironic thing is, I'm pretty sure that Heartless, the one I'm talking about in Colbert, that performance, was the only one he did before the shutdown. He might have maybe done huh. another one, but everything he did performance-wise has been, throughout the whole year, has been outside because I'll post shutdown or lockdown. But he's, again, you don't have to be into his music, but it was, it was a really ambitious record because it's fully, it's, and it's ambitious from a standpoint of a pop album right at this time to do a concept record and that's what it is. And all of the performances were all tied to each other. They were progressive. Each time you saw him, there was something else that was different about him and how it works with the album, the concept of the album, which is crazy. I mean, he's, he's one of those guys that just pivots when he, when it comes to creativity, when he does something. 
And, you know, what a year he's had the last year and a half of doing that album. And, you know, of course, his a small moment in Uncut Gems as well. He's the performer in Uncut, Uncut Gems at the club that's trying to get with the, the mistress. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's the weekend. That's the same performer I'm talking about. Right. When you see the video, you're just going to be like, again, you don't have to be into the tune. Just recognize how cool it for, cool was that he did it, but also cool for Colbert to like going, yeah, dude, let's do something. Let's do something different. And I meant to check and I, I didn't, I didn't discover this performance until December when, and which kind of sucks because I, I, I'm curious. I want to go back and look and see if maybe they want or up for an Emmy for that performance because it was, and again, it wasn't your run-of-the-mill situation. So anyway, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> we are. Imprint. Uh, I'm going to go. Imprint. Yes, that's where we started. Yes. I am going to start. I, I'm just going to drop a little uh, love to our friends at Eureka, seeing how I just got an email from them, letting me know that my, uh, and your copy of The Dawn is Dead. Yay! Rich, Richard Fleischer's uh, crime, neo-noir gem from 1975, I think, uh, is being, has been shipped and it will be here very shortly. Yay. But, uh, Eureka, you know, I always love to plug Eureka cause they do really cool shit, but I'm just going to throw out some titles. These are new, you know, for 2021 stuff that they're, they're dropping. Uh, I'm going to start with John Houston's the African queen. Not sure how you feel about it, oh, but you, can, you, know, you love it. It's a great film, man. And, uh, you know, Eureka's done it right. It's 4K restoration by ITV and Paramount Pictures. Uh, it comes with the un- uncompressed LPCM audio, I- original mono, uh, isolated music and effects tracks, you know, English subtitles for the deaf or hard of hearing, which is a, is a thing they always put on every film, which is cool. You know, it's got audio commentary by cinematographer Jack Cardiff. Now, dude, I don't know if that's from 30 years ago or if he's still around and it's new, but I'm, I'm going to find out. There's <laughs> uh, there's a, there's a, there's a feature called embracing chaos and making of the African queen comprehensive documentary about the making of the film video interviews with screenwriter, Peter Vertel, author of the book, white hunter, black heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and then filmmaker, Michael Scheingarber, uh, I mean, dude, it's like, the, it just goes on and on and on. And there's a collector's, there's a collective booklet. There's video interview with critic Kim Newman. I mean, dude, this thing's loaded. So if that's something you're into, man, if you, if you, if you have any love for Bogart and classic, you know, 1950s, you know, something that's considered a classic, check it out. Uh, also, they put out two Buster Keaton box sets. First one has The Navigator, Seven Chances, and Battling Butler. Second one, Our Hospitality, Go West, and College. You know, and I know you're into Buster Keaton, so mm-hmm. th- those are coming out. Uh, Sam Fuller's House of Bamboo mm. uh, is getting, yeah, man, I'm super excited about that. It's a big, it's a film I really dig. Also, Hell or High, Hell and High Water, not Hell or High Water. Don't confuse <laughs> right. it with, this is another Sam Fuller uh, movie from 1954. Those are, and you know, they're $12.99 British price. So, you know, just do the math, get your exchange calculator out, mm-hmm. but super reasonable prices. I know Mario hates when I talk about these things because he sends me a text. Thanks, dude. Here's my shopping cart. And I'm like, sorry, dude. <laughs> uh, but there's also a Mothra box set. Yeah. Being released. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know you're into that as well. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, there is a um, Edgar Allan Poe adaptation, uh, three starring Bella Lugosi. 
limited <laughs> limited series. It's a limited edition. Murders of the Rue Morgue, the Black Cat, and the Raven. Um, yeah, man. So, Dude, the Raven is my jam. Yeah. See, you know what? Yeah, man. You're, so, you're, you're, I have to agree with Mario, man. You're the worst. <laughs> I am. I am. I know. Uh, it's, it's, yes. I know. I, uh, I shouldn't do it, but I do. Say goodbye to my stimulus money. There it goes. Yeah, right. Well, what else are you going to spend it on? I'm, it's the stimulus money is to stimulate my, my library. That's what it's there for. Uh, yeah. Oh, and then the last thing, I think I might have mentioned this before a couple months ago, but if I hadn't or if it, uh, but also Billy Wilder's five gig. Five Graves to Cairo uh, is another oh, really, gosh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, man, you know, so check out Eureka, eurekavideo.co.uk, if you will. But okay. uh, everything is free shipping and that, 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 you know, even from England. So, you know, what you're paying for is uh, you're paying for the price, but, you know, they still ship it for free. Right. Um, and and yeah, by man. the way, Royal Mail is no joke, dude. They bumped their prices a little over a year ago yeah. before COVID, which just makes it all even worse with the delays. And because I have a lot of, you know, I've talked about this before. And our, our man, Jason Fortin, he's with me in the hobby of collecting alternative movie prints. And uh, he knows, he knows what it's like when we have a couple, there's one commissioner in particular that's in the UK. And so every, every tube that he sends us comes from there. And so Royal Mail, man, no joke, it's gone up quite a bit and uh, makes the, 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 the hobby that we're into a little, uh, a little bit tighter. If you've seen any of those, if you see, if you guys are you know, friends with Jason on, on Instagram, if you see anything in his home theater, all those prints, that's what we're talking about. It's the kind of hobby that we're both into. Um, we have a new Patreon supporter that joined us, Shannon Sprout. Shannon! Yeah, Shannon just started, and she's been awesome. We ended up covering 3,000 Miles to Graceland, and that's like one of her favorite movies. And I didn't know at the time, I do now, and she took a screenshot of it and how excited she was. I'm like, that was like, that totally made our day seeing, <laughs> seeing their right? post that. Validation, validation. Because when, when we pick movies like that are relatively obscure, that movies that, that were studio fair, but didn't blow up like they should have. I'm surprised that, you know, that, that there isn't, you know, a, a love for some of these movies like we have for them out there. So it was nice to see somebody else, especially somebody we know, like, oh, yes, yes. I love that too. So welcome, Shannon. Welcome, Shannon. Awesome. Yeah. We're, we're going we're, to, you you're going to continue to be amazed and surprised because <laughs> we are. <laughs> Yeah, we were, uh, I'm thinking, by the way, we kind of, we've already, we've already laid out our February and our March movies. I'm wondering, like, maybe we, do we do, do we delve back into the, hey. And we could just do April. We could do, you know, could just be, we could take requests for yeah, April. Yeah, yeah. We haven't done it in a little over a year. Yeah. Because Mario gave me, Mario gave me two requests yesterday. Did he really? As a matter of fact, he, he certainly did. Is he still pushing, what was it, blood on blood? What was the other one? <laughs> nope. Not blood in, blood out. Blood in, blood out. Nope. Uh, Stone Cold would be one. Really? Oh, yeah. And I don't have my phone here to check the other one, but I, I remember Stone Cold. I'm trying to remember what the other one was. Stone but Cold. Stone Cold. Come on, Mario. You're busting my balls about Booksmart. <laughs> Come on, dude. It's got William Forsyth, hashtag cast Bill Forsyth. It's got Lance Henriksen, and they're both playing bikers. <laughs> And it's got oh Brian Bosworth, who kind of looks like a super buffed Patrick Swayze. We're, here we are tying it back to Johnny Handsome again and, and the movies yeah, that Lance used to do back then. Yeah, dude. It's, I think this was shot probably right after Johnny Handsome. Totally honest. I don't remember seeing it. I must have, but... 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Stone Cold is a lot of fun. What I'll do is um, by the time you guys hear this, I'll have put up a post on Patreon. We'll, we'll, we'll let you guys decide what we actually do. Yeah, man. Come on. This Bring is, it. This is the fun part of it. And if you guys noticed them, we've... We're, we've gone and done early access two weeks in a row. It's really helped that we've had an opportunity to to change things up a little bit to make the the shows a little more digestible and not so not so uh, spoiler filled and labor intensive. Labor intensive, end. really. I mean, for me, all I have to do is fucking talk, and I can <laughs> talk all day. It's true, but honestly, dude, even from that standpoint, you're watching the movie twice: once to watch it to remind yourself about, it, and the other one to kind of like you know, make notes, notes and yeah, you know, and not that we didn't have fun doing it because it became labor intensive and it became with both of our schedules, even when you're not working and you're working sporadically, our fellow, our schedules were not meshing at all. It made it more difficult, difficult for us to record. Totally. We came together and said, you know what, let's try something different. And we were both on the same page. We hadn't said anything to each other about it. And then just said, yeah, that works. Let's, let's do that. And then Dead Presidents is that third episode, ironically. <laughs> was the first one we did that Slither was, wasn't quite there? Well, Slither, yeah. Slither was, you could see it shaping itself yeah. and then underwater. And was then it, it was an amalgam? <laughs> yeah. So. And, but Dead Presidents is very much like how we want to do things. And I think that might be another reason why I think we're extra keen on it too. It, it was a great conversation and really allows us to just gush over it. Right. Instead of rehashing what you guys could probably just watch, right. uh, you, know, you know, now we're sort of delving into why and what and, you know, which is way more fun. 100%. And basically the best way to describe it, if you haven't, if you're new to the show and you haven't listened to those two episodes yet, and obviously you haven't heard Dead Presidents yet unless you were on Patreon, it's like our Kickstarter. It's, like, it's, just, it's just a full-on chat with a specific topic, in this case, a specific movie. I think it really lends itself better to to the to the flow of the conversation and, and the enthusiasm of whatever it is that we're happen to be covering. Also, you can you can catch it. Mo you can probably catch it in one sitting too, because that was yeah. you know, some of some of the other ones were like you know two and three. Like, hey, I'll get back to it. Right. For me, as a listener, when I listen to podcasts, I, I prefer to listen to it all at one you know right. in one sitting. So. Right. Well, you know, if you want to. You know, we are we are a movie show, right? <laughs> so right. Uh, we're both on Letterboxd. You can follow me at Corey underscore Culp, or you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash KITG podcast. Thank you, Patreon supporters. And again, welcome, Shannon. Shannon! If you'd like to follow me on Letterboxd, you can find me at Tom Cody on Letterboxd. That's Tom, C-O-D-Y, Cody, Tom Cody. Cody. 